Hello, my name is Carl Lloydhauser. I am the senior pastor of Grace Community Church, and I am so excited that you are with us on this podcast. We also want you to get connected in a church family. If you don't have a local church, check us out at gracemontrose.org. We want to make sure that you have an opportunity to grow and connect with God. But we pray that these next 25, 30 minutes that you spend with us are powerful, that God meets you and speaks to you because he loves you so much. All right. Well, hello, Grace Community. He is risen. Amen. Praise God. It's so good to see you. Praise God to be here this Easter morning. So, hey, uh, just so you know, we do have some Easter eggs for you. It's not just for the kids. You can get them on the way out. Some have these little golden tickets, and there's like special prizes just because we wanted you to have fun. But you know what? Easter is not about eggs. It's not about the bunny. It's about transformation. It's about change. It's about how God came in and invaded this earth in the middle of our sin to set us free. And the resurrection shows that it worked, that there is power behind the sacrifice that God brought. And so I want to talk a little bit uh, this morning about change. And so you, you've probably heard, you know, you could finish this for me. The more things change, the more they stay the same, right? Well, I'd like to say that maybe the more things change, the more things change. And uh, actually, I've got, uh, I've got some proof of it here. I asked uh, a few of the staff members to give me some old pictures. And we have one here of our youth pastor, Sarah. And uh, she said, when she sent me that, she said, why did they ever invent glamour shots? But here, here we are with her. So she's changed a little bit. And then I love this one because he is, I mean, he was trouble back then. He's trouble now, isn't he? You can just tell as you see that. So, and then we found one for me. And this is just proof. I've told you guys, I had hair. You see that? Look at that. Look at all that hair. And uh, in fact, uh, uh, one of the uh, staff members, one of their kids, a four-year-old boy, came up to me about uh, three weeks ago, and he said, um, he said you can't be handsome because you don't have any hair. That's uh, all right, because so I, I moved his dad to the boiler room now. He's down in the basement. That's where his office is. And so, you know, things, are, uh, things change, right? And the world is changing. I mean, the world has changed like crazy in the last couple of years. Wouldn't you agree? And has it changed for the better? Well, I don't think so. My body, I mean, it's changing. It's certainly not for the better. Things aren't going better as we're going along. And hearts are changing. And you see some of the hearts out there, and you're like, wow, is this for the better? Some of our hearts maybe are changing for the better. Anybody have a friend or family member where they just like, are they ever going to change? I was meeting with a friend. Uh, we had coffee, and I hadn't seen him for 10 years. And he, he started, and I, like, I could barely even, I couldn't even believe what he was saying. He just says, you know, I, I, I just don't know if I, if I love my wife, and I, and I can't cherish her like she needs to be cherished. And as he was talking, I was like, we had this exact conversation 10 years ago, and you haven't figured this one out yet? You haven't changed? You haven't decided what you're going to do? And see, the resurrection is all about change. The resurrection is all about transformation. And you know what? I've experienced it. And I'm coming here to tell you, the reason I'm telling you is because God is so good and he is so beautiful and he's so loving and he's so kind. And what he wants is a connection with you and what he wants is freedom for you and salvation and peace and life. And I'm coming here to tell you right now that he wants to change your life for the better. He wants more freedom for your life. And when I first came to Jesus, I was actually uh, out in California going to school, and, and I came back home, and I was going to uh, Fort CSU in Fort Collins, and I gave my life to Christ there. 
And I, I talked to my cousin, he gave me a call, and this was my cousin who, uh, who taught me how to party out in California, which by the way, that's not really hard to learn how to do that, just if you wanted to know. And he calls me up and we're talking and I'm just, uh, I didn't really tell him, and he just said, Carl, what's going on with you? He said, well, what happened to you? And I said, Jeff, I found God. He's changed me. And so he came out to Fort Collins six months later and he found God. And I've experienced the power and the transformation that comes with the resurrection. It changes everything. But I want to tell you, I want to experience more. I want more transformation. I want more resurrection in my heart because I look at who Jesus is and he's just so good. He's so incredible. I'm amazed by his kindness. I'm amazed by his, his courage. You know, where he comes and he's got 5,000, at least 5,000 people that he's talking to. And he knows that the next words that he's going to say, he knows that it's going to chase them all away. He says, and you must eat my body and you must drink my blood. And, and like people are like, what? And he knew as he said it that they would all disappear. But he says it anyway. And then he's just left with the 12. And how about you guys? You going to leave too? Of course, those beautiful words that many of you know, unto whom will I go? Where else will I go? Because you have the words of eternal life. You have the words of salvation. And I want, I want God's compassion. Jesus' compassion, just amazing. The woman caught in adultery and everyone's coming to throw stones at her to kill her. And Jesus says, okay, you're the person without sin. You cast the first stone. And then woman, where are your accusers? Well, they're nowhere to be found. And then I love, he's just, well, neither do I condemn you. Now go, leave your life of sin. I want Jesus to transform me. I want my words. I want my life. I want the way that I look at other people just to be full of Christ, to be transformed for the resurrection to come and, just, and, and change me at the deepest level of my heart. And I'm here to, to declare that God is good and that he's kind and that he's loving and that he's holy and that he wants to change you. And you know the story that, that we were all stuck in our sin and that sin separates us from God. And he couldn't stand to be separated with you, so he sent his own son, Jesus, to die for you. And the one who never sinned paid the penalty of sin, which was death, death on the cross. And if we believe in him, we'll never perish, but have everlasting life. And three days later, he rose from the dead to prove that it worked, to prove that he did it. And I want to actually, what we're going to do this morning is we're going to look at the transformation that takes place right after the resurrection. There's 10 different times that Jesus appeared to people after he rose from the dead. And I want to look at the very first time it's in. If you have your Bible, you can open it up to John 20, verse 10. And so the disciples went back to their homes. But Mary, that's Mary Magdalene, stood outside the tomb crying. And as she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb she saw two angels in white seated where Jesus' body had been, one at the head and the other at the foot. And they asked her, woman, why are you crying? They've taken my Lord away, she said. I don't know where they've put him. And at this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not realize that it was Jesus. And I wonder if she didn't realize it was Jesus because the last time she saw him, his body was so bruised and disfigured that she couldn't even comprehend who it was. And woman, he said, why are you crying who is it you're looking for? And thinking he was the gardener, she said, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have put him, and I will get him. And Jesus said to her, Mary. And Jesus, she turned towards him and cried out in Aramaic, Rabboni, which means teacher. 
And Jesus said, don't hold on to me right now, for I have not yet returned to the Father. Go instead to my brothers and tell them, I am returning to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. And Mary Magdalene went to the disciples with the news, I have seen the Lord. And she told them that he had said these things to her. See, one of the amazing changes, probably the most exciting change of the gospel, of the resurrection, is that it transforms your past. Now, it doesn't change what happened in your past, but it changes everything about what it means and what it does and what it holds on you. And we find it right here in the very first appearance that Jesus comes, and and, he could reveal himself to anyone. Jesus could have gone to Tiberius, who was the, the Roman emperor at the time, the most powerful man in the world, and he could have stood before Tiberius and said, I've risen, here's real authority. Jesus could have gone to Pliny the Younger, who was the, uh, the philosopher of the day, probably the smartest man at that time, and said, I have risen, here's real wisdom. He could have gone and appeared at Agricola, who was the greatest general of the time, and said, I have risen, here is real power. But who did Jesus go to first? Mary Magdalene. She was a prostitute. She'd been demonized. She'd been cast out. She was considered the worst of the worst. And that's the first one that Jesus says, you are the one that I choose, the very first person that I will appear to, the very first person who carries the gospel, the very first person who gets to share the good news is a prostitute. And see, we live in this world that is completely freaked out about what you tweeted 10 years ago. And all Jesus, all Jesus cares about is where you are right now where your heart is right now, where you stand before him and how you are connected with him or not connected with him right now. I don't know about you, but I have, I have a past. Anybody else have a past? Well, in the resurrection, your history becomes his story, right? He takes your past and he redefines it because every single repentant sin, all those things, the things that you were most ashamed of, those things that you haven't told anyone about, they actually speak the loudest of what grace does. They actually bring the most glory to the cross. Those things that we would just, we'd rather never think about again actually speak. If you are in Christ, if you've repented and you've turned, they're actually a testimony to what Jesus does and how far his grace can go and how, mercy, how great his mercy is and how he transforms us completely. And he looks at you in the middle of that past. He sees all of it. He says, will you be my messenger? I want to honor you. I want to lift you up like he said to Mary Magdalene. Because of where she is now, sitting at his feet, looking to him. I saw an article last week, maybe you saw it on Joshua Broom. And he was actually was uh, in adult entertainment for years. And he actually he made more than a million dollars in these films that he was in. And he was working out at a gym and he ran into a woman, I think her name was Amy. And, and she started to talk to him about a different way. And he felt the emptiness of his lifestyle. And he actually gave his life to Jesus. And he turned away from all of it and he repented from all of it. Now he's actually, for the last six years, he's been a Baptist pastor. And he has three kids with his wife, Amy. And, and I was looking at the, uh, I was looking at the, the article and, and that's a bad thing to do after I read an article, to look at the comments underneath. And I was just, you know, people are like, oh, well, what did he do? And did he do this? And how, what does he think about that? And you're just like all this visceral And while the world is saying, well, what did he do? Jesus says, no, that's what I do. 
is I take you and I transform you. I redefine your past. And I'll tell you what, Jesus today, he's looking for more Mary Magdalene's. And he's looking for more Joshua Brooms. And he's looking for me and he's looking for you. And he says, I want to make you new and I don't care where you've been. What I care about is where you are right now. And will you come to me? Will you find me because I am good and I want to give you life? And that's why I come to tell you about the gospel. The gospel is such good news because God is so full of life. And see, the thing about your past is not only does he redefine it, but he changes how you answer for it. Because Romans 14.2 says that each one of us, we will give account for what we've done, what we've said, and how we've lived. And I think about some of the things that I've said and some of the things that I've done, and I'm like, oh boy. To give account for that. Well, I have good news and I have bad news, and it's in 1 John 1, 8 through 9. And it says, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. And the truth is not in us. All of us have sinned. All of us have fallen short of the glory of God. And if you look at your heart, you know it's true. You know there's things that you wish you wouldn't have done. There's things that are broken that you just can't fix. But then the good news comes, it says, but if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just, and he will cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And you may not see yourself as a sinner, but your creator actually sees it differently. You may say, well, I'm only human, but the problem is human is broken. God is perfect and we are separate from God. And we don't have the currency that we need to pay our debt to fix this. And so that's why he sent Jesus. See, our past was such a problem that he sent Jesus for us because he wants a future for you. And that future is for you to be with him. And the resurrection is proof that the crucifixion did its work. See, without the resurrection, it's like, wow, that's interesting. What did that mean? The resurrection is the declaration that your sins are forgiven, that Jesus who said, I am God, I am one with God, actually was telling the truth, and he had the power and the victory to back it up. The resurrection is proof of the change and the transformation that he does in us. And the beautiful thing about the resurrection is not only does it change your past, but it changes your future. If you look at Matthew 28, another time that Jesus appears to his disciples, verse 19, uh, 16, it says, the 11 disciples went to Galilee to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw them, they worshiped him. Some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. And so when Jesus comes, he gives them a new purpose and he gives them a new mission. C.S. Lewis, the great Christian thinker, he says, You know, I don't go to religion to make me happy. I know that I can find that in a bottle of port. And he says, if you want religion to make you feel really comfortable, I do not recommend Christianity. And see, what, what he says here is that so many of us, we thought that the point of life, that we thought the point of God was for us to be good. We thought the point of life was to be happy. I mean, even we, many of us think that the point of life is family, but the resurrection is not even that, not quite that the point of life is not a good life. The point of life is eternal life. 
And see, that eternal life starts right now in a moment where you say, okay, Jesus, I will follow you. And we begin in eternal life with him going on forever and ever, living for him, living with him, knowing him, walking with him, coming to love our creator and being transformed and changed daily by him, becoming more like him as we go. That's the point of our life. And many of us think, well, I'm disqualified for that. And I want you to understand, no one's disqualified because no one was qualified in the beginning. That he's the one who qualifies us. And he's the one who pulls us into it. And he says, now I've got a mission, now I've got a life. I want you, like Mary Magdalene, I want you to go and carry the gospel. To live for what we're really living for. And if we go on in John 20, verse 19 Another one of his appearances after his resurrection, it says, on the evening of that first day of the week, when the disciples were together, when the doors locked for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said, peace, peace be with you. And after he said this, he showed them his hands and sighed. And the disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. And again, Jesus said, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And here's another thing that the resurrection brings and changes for us is it brings us peace. And listen, there's a lot to be worried about right now in this world. There's a lot troubling a lot of people. And outside of Christ, I don't know how you would have any peace right now. I don't know outside of Christ how you would be anything but kind of freaked out. Like, what's going to happen? What's the next thing? It doesn't seem to be ending. It just kind of keeps adding more and more. And the world is agitated, but here's the thing. I know who my father is. And I know the power my father has. And I know where he's taking me. I don't know exactly how we're getting there, but I know where he's taking us. You know, you ever drive your kids to school? They don't ever worry about how you get there. You know, my kids never, as I was driving them to school, they, they would never say, hey, dad, you know, the light at Fifth and Townsend is horrible. Don't, don't do that. Just take Hillcrest instead, right? They just sit there, uh, play with my radio, right? They know that they're going to get there. They know I'm going to take there. Listen, your father knows how to get you through traffic. And there's a lot of traffic right now, but he knows how to get you there. He's going to take you where you need to be. And what peace we have that he really is in control. He really does have this all handled. And if you are in him, listen, his loving eye is on you. He is watching you. And we have these amazing guarantees. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you, he tells us. So yes, you will go through difficulty, but you will never be given over to difficulty. You will never be alone in your difficulty. And we have this amazing promise because of the resurrection. You have already won. You are already victorious. See, in him, every difficulty brings a victory. Every difficulty brings a chance to be more like him. Every difficulty brings a chance to glorify him, to see him, to find him bring beauty out of the ashes, to see redemption. See, God always brings resurrection, even in our darkest times. And yes, we go through real hurt, but in him we have real peace. And the world's crazy, but my father is solid and he's secure. Because of the resurrection, I have peace in the midst of it. So if we go on here, verse 21 again, again, Jesus said, peace be with you as the Father has sent me, I am sending you, in 22. And with that, he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. 
If you forgive anyone's sins, they are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. And see, the other thing that the resurrection brings us is real power for real transformation. And when we come into Jesus, he fills us with his Holy Spirit because now we are clean. Regardless of how you see yourself, that's how he sees you. And so his presence is literally with you at all times, giving you power for life, the power to forgive, which is a holy, beautiful, supernatural thing. And he's come here with power for you to change. Ever wonder why people, why don't people change? You know, the first reason is because they don't want to. We don't want to. Every morning, just about every morning, I wake up and morning Carl says, tonight, let's not have any snacks at night. Let's just not snack. And then, then the nighttime comes and nighttime Carl says, shut up, morning Carl. You're, you're a joy kill and, and I love chips. Why don't I change? Because I don't want to. I like chips too much. I don't care what Morning Carl says. Chips are too powerful. Why don't we change? Maybe we don't know how. You know, that's the beauty of YouTube. If you don't know how, you just go to YouTube and it shows you how to do anything. But I found a, a little one here. It's almost hard to watch, but I found a, a video here that says even when we try, even YouTube can't necessarily help us in some things. Let's go ahead and play that video. What you have to do is believe in yourself, make a plan of action, and follow through with it. And if you believe you can do something, then you can. Like, I can do with this board. Didn't believe in myself enough. I'm gonna try again. <laughs> I'm just like, please stop. But you know what? Believe in yourself sometimes can only get you so far. Sometimes it doesn't matter how much you believe in ourselves. And you know what? A lot of us are like that. Like, I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. And all we do is bang our head against the board and we don't get to the place where we need to go. But see, the resurrection in Christ, it brings real power to change. It brings power for your brokenness. It brings power where you can't forgive. You call out on the Lord, give me strength to forgive where I can't forgive. You call, Lord, bring me out of this bondage. And yes, I really want to change. And I'm committed to do whatever you want me to do. And he will give you the freedom and the hopelessness. Come, Lord, just help me. I can't find hope. I can't get through this. I can't get over it. And we call out to heaven. And by the power of resurrection, real change comes. Real life comes. See, the resurrection brings resurrection to your broken past. And the resurrection brings resurrection to the brokenness inside of you. And the resurrection brings resurrection to the broken connection we have from God where he is far from us and now he is with us and he will guide us in everything. See, in the resurrection, there's always a way forward, no matter how bad it's gotten, no matter how dark it is, there's always a way through. There's always a way towards God. There's always a way with God. And yes, disappointments come and brokenness comes and ugliness comes and sorrow comes, but hope is found in the ashes. 
Life is found in the pain. Resurrection is found in the death. Beauty is found in the ugly. See, that's who our God is. That's why I want you to know our God. That's what our God does. And what does he want? He just wants to bring it to you. Like Mary Magdalene, he just wants to hand it to you and say, here, here's the honor, here's the life, here's the new freedom. And he wants to go deeper with you and he wants to walk with you and he wants to be with you and he wants to talk with you and he wants to resurrect every single part of you. And it starts with this moment where we say, okay, Jesus, I turn to you. And that's where it begins. And at that moment, when you turn to Jesus, you are saved, you are with him, you will have eternity. But it's just the beginning because every day is a resurrection. From then on, it's a process where he goes deeper and deeper, pulling out more, transforming more, changing the way I think, changing the way I act towards others, changing the way I believe, changing what I do, changing who I am. All I'm asking to do is change everything by his power. And I want to talk for, for just a second to our, uh, our CEOs. And those are, that's you who come on Christmas and Easter only to church. And that's a term of honor. We're glad that you're here right now. So grateful. But listen, if you only come here a little bit, if you're just kind of on the side, if you're not really pressing into the life that God has for you, there is so much more. And I actually have different outfits than these two that I wear every Christmas and Easter. (laughs) There's so much more transformation. There's so much deeper he wants to go. Listen, you're precious and you're welcome, but God wants so much more. I looked at it, I counted it in my Bible. You know, in in the Bible, there are 16 pages in my Bible that directly talk about Jesus' birth or Jesus' death and resurrection. 16 pages. And there's 1,204 other pages talking about other things. And you know what we do on the weeks that aren't Christmas and Easter? We talk about the rest of it. We let them transform the rest of us. And we go deeper. And I just want to encourage you because I just want to see life. And I want you to experience the fullness. Oh, what riches we have. Oh, the unsearchable riches we have in Jesus. If we will just take hold of all that he has for us. If we'll decide and endeavor that, yes, God, I want you. And not only do I want you, but I want all of you. And I want all that you have to give. And I will press in. I will do whatever I can to be transformed, to know you, to find you. And so that's my challenge to you. If you're just kind of loosely connected with Christ, there is so much more. So much more life, so much more freedom. And I want to give you an invitation right now to change. By the power of the resurrection, to change everything. To change purpose, to change focus, to change your center, to change where you are going. But most importantly, who you are going there with. And so I want to give you a chance right now that if you haven't given your life to Christ, that now is the time to start this transformation, to start this beautiful relationship. And I'm not ashamed to bring it for you because it's so beautiful. And it's not perfect. And I'm not perfect. And we're not better. And you don't become better than anyone else, but you became better than who you were. You became freer than who you were before. And you find life and you find him and you find that he's all you ever really wanted in the first place. So I'm just going to ask right now, if that's you, just go to, if everyone just close their eyes, so people can have a moment just with them and God. They don't have to worry about you, okay? If that's you, if you want to start that walk with Jesus, if you want to begin a relationship with Jesus and give your life to him, and he will change everything. 
If you're ready for that, if you want to move forward into that, just lift your hand up right now. Everybody's eyes are closed. Just lift your hand up high. That's your way that you're going to say it. There's one right up here in front. There's a bunch over there. The ushers are going to drop something here for you. Just leave your hand up until they put a, a Bible and we got a little book for you to help you start that journey. Just lift your hand up high, please. Linda, right over there in back. Right here in the middle. Just lift your high, hand up high so we can get it to you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Okay, there's one in the back there still. It's not too late. Now's the moment. Now's the time. All right, now it begins. It begins with a prayer. So we're just going to ask Jesus into our hearts. So if you lifted up your hand, and if you haven't, or you just want to pray this, just join me in this prayer. You can just repeat after me. This is the start, the beginning. And you just say this. Say, dear Jesus, I confess that I've sinned. I admit I need a Savior. And I turn, I repent from my sin, and I turn towards you. And Jesus, I ask that you come into my heart. I give you my life. And I will follow you. Change me. Transform me. Help me to know you. In Jesus' name. Now, Lord, I want to just pray for every single person who prayed that prayer, every person who raised their hands, and I ask, Lord, that you would fill them with your Holy Spirit. I ask that you would meet them, God, that you would encourage them, that you would strengthen them, that you would give them all that they need. And, Lord, I pray that this wouldn't be a moment that, that they remember, but this is a moment that changes everything and a moment that they press into. And Lord, I want to lift up those who are just kind of connected with you that, yeah, they're saved, but there's so much more. And I ask God that you would draw them in. God, that you would pull them closer. God, that they would give you their everything. They would give you their all. God, because it's so worth it, Lord, that you have just life and life and blessing upon blessing to pour out on your children as we draw near to you. So Lord, I pray that you put a hunger in us that just can't be satisfied by anything else but you. And Lord, we give you glory and praise for coming to die for us so we could have a relationship with you. And Lord, we ask that you would just come and touch us now. And God, we give you glory for your resurrection. Oh God, taste and see, you are so good. You are so kind, Lord. There's no one but you. There's nothing like you, God. And we give you all glory and praise for the transformation and the life that you bring. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for being with us. I hope that God spoke to you. We would love to follow up and care for you any way that we can. So come visit us at gracemontrose.org. Say hello. Let us know what we can do to help you grow in him. God bless you.